Welcome back to Boys Lunch, coming at you live every Monday-ish. <laughs> it is Wednesday. We are uh, Joey and Paul, two Catholic teachers talking about life. As always, you can contact us at boyslunch1 at gmail.com. Also, please make sure you give us those five-star reviews. Uh, they're trickling in. Have not checked lately. Um, do you have any? I think we got another one in the last couple of weeks, but do not be afraid to click a five-star review on any of your local podcast, why, local podcasting <laughs> services. How you been? Good. I feel fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Like, generally, everything's going okay. That's good. It's a weird day. I uh, just grabbed some coffee from the lounge, and it was uh, definitely brewed about three and a half hours ago. <laughs> it's just, you know, when there's like a little bit left, and you yeah. just taste the burning. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it's just like been on it's the been heater for on the too bottom. long. Yeah. yeah. They moved the coffee machine. Yeah, why? I don't know. <laughs> If anybody could solve that mystery, please help. I'm sure there was a reason, but like it was right next to the sink, which was like in the kitchen area, which seems like a normal place for a coffee maker, especially if you're like getting water and dumping it in. Now they put it on the table where people just throw free stuff. Yeah, so I don't know if it's like take home if you want it. So is it right next to where there are six catechisms and a <laughs> file of mythological worksheets? I did notice that. Yeah, Dr. Ryder, how could it sell? Oh, did she really just, yeah. nice. She just came and was like, if anybody wants these. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's also where I got that black tie. What? Remember they uh, lost just, the lost and found that just like nobody's claimed. Maybe it was for that uh, senior picture day or something. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, the senior who's missing a tie. Thank you. <laughs> it's mine now. Tie. Nice. 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 Yeah, I think uh, today's the PSAT for the juniors, so I get to proctor a test. That's there, there's worse things I could do in my life. I mean, it's true. Like, I, I do have to remind myself, I'm getting paid right now. Like, I could be doing, like, manual labor. Are you the um, type of guy that likes to pace, make people, people feel nervous? No, I just more pace to, like, stay awake. <laughs> now, I'll normally pull up a stool and just kind of have, like, a little perch. Just kind of watch from <laughs> from the stool. That's my dogs going to be barking all morning. I don't wear the right shoes. I'm just picturing you sitting on, like, a... Um platform just watching with like, like a hunting platform, like a hunting platform or like a lifeguard <laughs> oh yeah yeah you got a whistle in hand in case someone's time. got their eyes on someone else's psa too yeah they look miserable <laughs> i mean standardized testing i'm not gonna ask you if you're pro or con but did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever enjoy so standardized test so pro standardized testing no I, they were absolutely miserable i hated i know that they have to read the instructions but that was like the most stressful time for me just like we we know like can we get through this and get to the stuff make sure you fill in the bubble with your number two pencil all the way yeah it was i, I know they have to read it but that was always just tough i walked by one of the kids colin he's just like this is miserable i'm sorry <laughs> but you know it's it's for their own good for the kids it's for the kids for the future uh yeah so it's kind of hard to get in the groove and next week we have like kind of a weird week too we have a bunch of half days and days off so Parent-teachers conferences, though. Those are good. Get excited. Yeah. Good to make contact. <laughs> uh, what about you? How are you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm fresh. Got a three-day weekend. I know. Uh, spent the weekend. A beautiful city on a river. City on the hill, Gloria. Uh, it was nice. Nice. Uh, we went hiking. Uh, had a great time. It was really exciting. Uh, had some good food. 
So no complaints. We were refreshed. I mean, it's by the end. It's like, yeah, you miss, you miss your girls, but it was like, Mary and I both spent our car rides up and back in almost silence just because like <laughs> you're so, doing. you're so used to the car just being filled with like questions. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like nobody put on music. Like we just enjoyed being with each other. And That's awesome. Being able to talk. It was nice. It's a special moment. It's a special moment. Peoria, yeah. Illinois, Creighton Memories since 1842. It's probably, probably longer than that. Uh, yeah. 1818 is when Illinois became a state. December 3rd, I believe. <laughs> Never forget. Fact check, people. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think this is one of the first long weekends where I've actually felt like refreshed coming back yeah. and not just thrown off from having like an extra day. So Another three-day weekend coming up. Yeah, I think I'm going to be thrown off next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anything else going on for you? No, not really. Well, we're coming in just fresh out of banter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would ask you, though, would you rather have Beyonce's talent or Jay-Z's business acumen? Beyonce's talent all day. I feel like that's a knock on both of them. Because I feel like Beyonce has a business acumen and Jay-Z has talent as well. Yeah, they're like quadruple threats. So I don't know what that... This is on... A would you rather like 250 would you rather i don't think i like that question yeah i mean beyonce is an actress a singer business mobile right it, like the empire that she's created that's not jay-z who I did don't that feel you like, know what i mean i don't feel like they're treating the queen bee with right. respect she deserves all right we'll calm down first of all. <laughs> <laughs> who also, made like, this question also hey. they're not respecting jay-z's musical talent yeah 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 jay-z 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 whatever but beyonce yeah <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? What is this? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, nine inches tall. No way. No. Would you rather vomit on your hero or have your hero vomit on you? <laughs> Stop. These questions are ridiculous. That was the one where right before we started, I was kind of giggling. You asked me, I didn't tell you. That's a weird question. Um, I think that's a no-brainer, though. I'd rather have my hero vomit on me, though. Right. That's not, it's like, what a, what a story. They'd feel bad. So they'd probably hang around longer. Oh, like maybe give you some like passage passes or sign something or. Yeah, absolutely. Free stuff. I'm in it for the free stuff. Yeah. I'm vomit on my hero. You're walking away with nothing but security. Shave. Yeah. <laughs> Security's going to kick you <laughs> and out. And perhaps. I would, I would think though, if my hero vomits on me, I'll probably also then vomit on them. Just kind of a chain reaction type of thing. So. <laughs> Either way, I think I'm going to be vomiting. <laughs> Pure gold today. Pure gold. Why is this? A, would you rather have a sing-off with Ariana Grande or a dance-off with Rihanna? Why are Who's making these questions? These are know. just bad. Uh, but seriously, which one? I think dance-off with Rihanna for me. I think I still have it. I'd have to ice my knees afterwards, but I think I still have it. You think it. you still got it? Okay. Yeah. Wait, is this a would you rather questions.com? No, it's from parade.com, which I think is like a is magazine. That magazine or something, you for yeah. free in like the Sunday newspaper. <laughs> Classic would you rather. Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button in your life? So, like, be able to just pause in the moment or. <laughs> um, pause or rewind. Just answer the question. Pause. Yeah, seriously. I was thinking rewind to begin with. I'm like, no, like I don't want to live my life recreating everything. Yeah, always looking. Well, then I just like I would keep 
going back and back, like trying to like get it right. Yeah. And, just, and life's not about always being perfect. You know, it's about the messiness. <laughs> this is Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> this song goes out too. That was for our older generation that is listening. Do you want any more either? Please no. Okay. <laughs> we had the freshman retreat last week. I forgot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot how squirrely freshmen are. Like you taught them for a few years, so you probably remember. Yeah. Although I think it would be a uh, a big surprise just to be in the, what that classroom again for you. Yeah, I've, culture shock. Some would say it was. Um, you really just couldn't give them a lot of freedom because it's just like I don't know. I was definitely much stricter as a <laughs> as a uh, freshman teacher than I am as a senior because it's just yeah. I, God love the freshman boys, um, but the girls are just so beyond them in maturity. And the boys are like still stuck in sixth grade. Um, and yeah, like any sort of dead time or unstructured time, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make a fool there. of myself. Yeah. Um, it generally, like it, it went pretty well, actually. We had a good yeah. time, but there was just moments you're like, ah, yeah, this is why you're 14. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, that was good. So two retreats down. I don't think the next one's till like next semester. So, who do we got left? Juniors and seniors. Juniors and seniors, the, the, the big heavy hitters. That, the ones that matter. I'm just the other ones matter. Yeah, yeah, but these ones mean a little bit more. Like we know them a little bit better. Yeah. There are classes. Well, we haven't had a senior one in like what seven three? years, probably <laughs> three years. Really? Oh, because the two pandemics yeah. wiped out two different. Uh... Good luck piecing this banter together. Yeah, it'll be good. I feel like we got something else in us. Oh, this weekend I have a our first Cub Scout camp out. Are you a camper? No, <laughs> not at all. I think I'm excited. I think I'm gonna going to have fun just because Cisco's going to have fun. Yeah, but I would just wouldn't do this on my own. Or uh, you have the materials necessary? Do they provide? Uh, do you have a tent? No, and yes, I do not own a tent. I do not own sleeping bags. Well, we have like. A Paw Patrol sleeping bag that you would not, well, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> that wouldn't make it really outside. Right. So my brother luckily owns uh, like Dick's Sporting Goods and <laughs> just has a plethora of camping stuff. So we're going to share. Nice. Yeah. And uh, where's this at? Kamalara Park. Nice. You guys have been there. <laughs> you think you're going to do a little, uh, little fishing? Little... I have you absolutely have no, idea. no clue. You're just showing up. I'm supposed to bring a gutted pumpkin. So I think we're doing a pumpkin carving contest. You have to pre, Which, you have to pre gut the pumpkin. Yeah, well, I think just for efficiency, yeah. And so we don't have like pumpkin guts. I'm assuming out in the woods. I'm sorry. I thought this was camping. I thought this was Club Scouts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do with like twelve like whole like pumpkin gut things? Now I'm picturing you walking through like a Walmart, being like, "Do you have a pre gutted? Yeah. Can I just get one <laughs> yeah. of these pre gutted? I'll pay the bagger. <laughs> yeah. It's just the bagger outside gutting the <laughs> pumpkin. I'm surprised you didn't do that when you worked in produce gut pumpkins yeah no but i made watermelon boats i know because for those people that aren't aware jewel osco or the jewels as most people call it from up north from up north yeah necessary s is essential especially when writing a check the jewels <laughs> the jewels <laughs> on, written on checks yeah. um yeah we would gut a watermelon and then we would fill it with various other fruits and try to make it as ornate as possible so you could charge 28 dollars for it more than that yeah dude it's, it's like ridiculous. 50 bucks and then it was essentially a centerpiece at a table. Yeah. Now I've been to many parties and never once have I been like, you, you ever know seen what, a fruit boat? You know what this misses? You know what this is missing? <laughs> a watermelon boat. <laughs> you know what really pull this together? 
there are those moments where like you're supposed to bring something to a party and maybe you said like veggies or fruit and you're going and kind of looking at the pre-made ones and you're just like, I'm just too cheap. I'm like, yeah, it would be easier, but are you serious right now? $28 for cut up cantaloupe? No, no. I can get a whole cantaloupe for $1.30 over there. Okay. I'll cut it up. I just love that Jewel Asco or the Jewels trusted us to do that. I mean, like you imagine, like, let's say there's someone that's like really serious about it. They didn't their, train you. No. I'm assuming. No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. Gut the watermelon, fill it with various fruits. Yeah. And so it's like, depending on who trained you or who was there that day, you've got an order ready at four and it's just me in the back. And I'm in there with like a knife. Throw some honeydew in there. Yeah. Like, Is it any type of fruit? I'm not even like cutting the fruit up. It's just like whole apples. You're just throwing <laughs> apples. And then I'm covering it one. with watermelon. Yeah. Or I'm just refilling the watermelon with, <laughs> with the, the watermelon. Cut up watermelon. <laughs> There's the fresh banter we needed. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, it's October. I just like, I didn't teach today, so I'm not on. Yeah. Can you slap you around? I need to get punched in the face right now is what I need. I can do that. With truth. <laughs> so, Jeez. We can go a couple ways today. All right. I have two reflections that both came to me while I'm mass on Sunday. Okay. Should I spit them both out and just see what happens? Absolutely. The first one is not very well thought out, but it was pretty cool. All right, experience number two. And just in case we didn't keep experience number one in, it was really good. <laughs> but in the same mass, we were in the parish hall because we didn't get there on time because we got there two minutes before it started and it was already packed. Classic. Classic. So we got sent to the, the dreaded parish hall, which I'm glad that they have it. We kind of space out just because it's still some of the protocols that are in our state and just, you know, just to be a nice Christian neighbor. So we're in the parish hall and they have a nice screen and you can see everything and everything's fine. Like, I get it. They're using all the resources they can to help make us feel like we're engaged when they're present. And actually, the parish hall had a lot of people in it. So it was like you're still getting that community experience yeah. in Mass. Uh, but I was sitting there, and we, we got to the consecration, and I'm kneeling and trying to, like, pray and get into it. But there was just, like, always a there was a disconnect there yeah. where I still felt engaged, but it was like I was missing something real. And Damien, my two-year-old, was just getting squirrely and needed to, like, leave. He loves the books in the pews. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to go grab one because we weren't actually in the church. And like, that's part of his favorite. He likes being in the pew and kind of honestly messing around in the pew, but he kind of likes, he likes being in there. So I took him over and there was this moment of just passing through that hallway. And right when I got through the hallway into the vestibule, not the vestibule, is that the vestibule? Sure. Did I get my parish parts right? We'll test you on that later. Okay. Yeah. And it was just like I, I entered, I, it was almost like I walked into a movie. Like I was watching a movie and I, like, I was actually able to walk in and become present in the moment. And it just, it, it instantly had this, this, I don't know, this experience came upon me where I felt more involved and engaged and it felt like more real than what I was doing just down the hallway. Even though it was the same mass, I was around the same people in the same building, that movement of that location and just seeing Father lift up the Eucharist and say, Lamb of God, like I felt like almost people would have felt when John the Baptist first pointed like that. No, that's mm -hmm. the Lamb of God. It was like this, this cool moment that I experienced. And it made me think of um, that. Well, the working title I have is Real Recognize Real, which I, <laughs> I thought was pretty good. But there are real moments in our life that can bring meaning. But there is a, a an experience of turning from something real to something even more real that can elevate can elevate, I don't want to just keep saying experience, but it can elevate our experience in a way that makes it mean more and last longer. Yeah, there's something. Give a punch. 
I want to give some some examples of like how we experience this in other ways because I want to I want to show how religion is very similar to these other things that we enjoy and experience mm-hmm. in our life and how we need to put more effort into it because I think if we're searching for meaning in life I was just going through this with my students last week and Peter Kreef does a good job of talking about like these toils from Ecclesiastes at Solomon he's trying all these things out and he says he tries out religion but he doesn't really try it out it's just like vague acknowledgement of God as creator without much of a responsibility on our end. And a lot of people I feel like say they try religion out or they start to believe in a God, but if there's really not the full package there of believing in God and entering into a relationship with him and within his church and his community and within the sacraments and the saints and these beautiful teachings, you're not really giving it a chance. And so then people are like, well, I didn't really get anything out of this, but we haven't immersed ourselves in the experience. Mm -hmm. It'd be like trying that coffee in the teacher's lounge I just had that was terrible as opposed to like, a nice like pour over home drip like coffee that was made like artisanally. And I think this will actually resonate with our new generations and even like our older generations. There's there's new themes, I think, within our millennials that they love the longer process. Yeah. Uh, I think I, we kind of talked about this like in quarantine when I actually had time, I got more enjoyment out of learning how to brew coffee in a longer drawn out way where I was more involved in it. And it, the whole experience of heating up the water, of measuring out, of letting the coffee bloom. Like, I know this sounds really weird, but even that first little pour, you get all the coffee grounds wet and you can just smell the coffee opening up. Have you done this? It's it's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. You're smelling it. You're you're experiencing the coffee. And then that first drink, finally, when it comes, it's just like, it's different. But there is like, because I was involved in that whole process or like, I would say even something like listening to vinyl, like it's come back. And I think our parents and people would laugh, like, why would you want to do that? It's so much work. But I think there's something about physically taking out the vinyl, putting it on and seeing the needle like go across. It, 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 it's more of experiencing that music rather than just pressing a button. An easy one. Well, I'll, I'll do two more and then I'll, I'll do the one that will kind of help out more. The other day, like we, with that, that Catholic flower group that we found, yeah. like sellers has been looking at the pictures and the pictures can inspire joy. Like when you're just scrolling through your Instagram feed and you see that beauty, that's nice and can move you. But there's something about actually buying that and having it in your home and you're just looking at it like a foot away from you and like seeing the actual flowers in person that means so much more and can probably yeah. inspire more joy or like a painting there's images that we can see online that we can pray with but when you actually see the painting in person and you can see the brush strokes in the canvas you're going from something real to something more real and it's a deeper experience that moves you and can, can draw you i don't know and attach you more and i think the yeah. last one i know i'm trying to like show you a lot yeah. of different things like reading a book, when you actually physically are holding it and your nose is in that book and your eyes are moving across the page and your mind is trying to connect the dots and, and figure things out and create stories in your head. I think we were kind of talking about this, right? Yeah. Why is it so meaningful? What would you say? Like, why, why does it mean more when you're actually diving into that book I think, than like a movie or something? I mean, you make yourself a part of it. Like the, the, the author has painted this beautiful picture of these different characters, but you have to participate in it, right? You're not giving what this character looks like. You're not giving how they, they walk, they interact, right? They, they may paint this beautiful picture with their words, but you have to like formulate it in your mind and participate in it in a more authentic and a deeper way. So that's why the movie never like lives up to the book because you've already, you've gone in, you've gone deeper and you've painted this picture in your mind of how this looks, how they act and all that. It's cool, but it's, it's very passive. Right. Which I, is Wait, go ahead. When I think that's the danger, when I thought of all these different things, why, or I guess the question came to mind is why have we settled for the quicker, 
um, more convenient stuff. I think that's like for the sake of progress has been like th this drive, especially in the last hundred years, this like everything's got to be quicker, more, more efficient, less of a demand on the human. And so it's all about, can I get it processed? Can I get it done quickly? How, you know, and so like everything seems as if it's manufactured for efficiency's mm. sake, but what have we lost? We've lost the art. We've lost the human aspect of it. And the feeling we get when we participate in an right. authentic way yeah. or the story, right. So like, I think of the flowers, like the fact that they, they raised these, like they grew these flowers and mm -hmm. they, they chose to grow these specific kinds of flowers and they arranged them in these unique mm -hmm. ways. And yes, a picture is like, oh, that's a pretty picture, mm -hmm. but you go and you buy that and you buy it for someone you mm -hmm. give that to your wife your wife buys that for the house right yeah. and it just draws the whole thing together and it's an experience that draws everything in um the coffee right i just love the idea of the fact that you've participated in the creation of something mm -hmm. and you have and you are you're taking it all in the smells your actions the taste i mean all that sort of stuff it just paints this beautiful mm -hmm. uh picture that you're actually a part of right and so i think it's like, yeah, we all, the pandemic, we all had to watch mass on Sundays and it's like, it's the same mass, but you feel it, right? You're mm -hmm. more likely to pull out your phone. You're distracted. It doesn't feel the same. But I just think it's such a beautiful picture to picture you like physically moving from one room to the next and how that you are then drawn. I think it's beautiful imagery, like the idea that it's a movie now, that, but, but you're playing a, a, a role in it. You're participating mm -hmm. in it in a whole new way. And you kept saying experience, but I think that's right. It's like, it's more authentic because mm -hmm. you actually are a part of it versus like you said, passive and it's a, something that's received, but it's, is fleeting because you're, there's a distance there. Mm -hmm. It's something that you actually haven't played a part in, even though you are, you know, just yeah. next door. Yeah. We sound so hipster right now, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. so like, I think it is in tune with what the culture really wants. Yeah. And I think what you said there, it was kind of cool. And I didn't even think about this. We said the past hundred years, it's all been trying about making it like more efficient. And I think that kind of helps in other aspects, but if we're trying to make religion more efficient and faster and quicker for people, and maybe we'll dumb things down or, or you know, like that's just too much for, for people to handle. You don't have to pray at home. Like right. at least you just try to get here on Sunday and actually we'll try to make the mass about 50 minutes for you. Right. And we'll actually kind of take out some of the other elements of the mass that were kind of, I don't know, maybe more sacred. We'll kind of bring it more down because you guys like secular stuff. We'll make it more secular. Like exactly. Yeah. If you, if you do that to religion, you're, you're missing out on what the package was, mm -hmm. why it was so engaging for so many people over so many uh, centuries. Yeah. Well, and I think, at its beginning, it has God who takes on human flesh, who actually literally enters into, right, and takes on in fullness and lays down his life in fullness, right? There's nothing, there's nothing abbreviated or halfway about it, right? It is a complete gift of self. And that's what, and that's what the religion, that's what, you know, this Catholic church is meant to be is our full participation, not a passive participation on Sundays for 50 minutes. And if it goes right. 55, I'm frustrated by it. Right. You know, so it's an active participation means that I'm saying the priest prayers. Now, the first part, I wanted to give like some examples of like some of those things like we just gave, like mm -hmm. you're experiencing something in the moment, whether it's a book, whether it's something else, but also like events in our lives. And I'm thinking more about like, uh, like an example would be listening to music. Like I love music and mu music can move me and it can, it can mean something. Maybe you're driving the car, you listen to that song and it hits in the right moment. And, like it makes you feel good. Or like when I'm grading papers and I get in the zone and I have like the head and the heart on it, it just like hits me. Yeah. This is good. Or a tribe called quest. Uh, <laughs> dude, that gets me going when I'm grading. But I'm thinking about like that, that first time I walked into like a small venue of like like a band I like Manchester Orchestra or mm -hmm. something, and you can kind of see the the fog kind of raise the, the, the haziness and like the crowd around you, and when they start playing the music and you can feel that it's all part of the experience that means so much more. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I don't still enjoy listening to them by myself, but kind of the 
there was, you're turning for, again, something real to something more real in that moment where I'm actually, I can see them. I can see the emotions. I can feel the emotions. I can feel the bass drum just punching my chest and like hearing all these other people singing with me. It's something more alive, just like going to like a baseball game. Mm -hmm. Oh man, watching a baseball game on TV for four hours can be tough. It is still an experience. I think there's something leisureful to it, something that you can get engaged in. But when you first walk up those stairs and you see the field for the first time, like Wrigley or something, you see the Ivy, like that's amazing. Or for hockey, (laughs) when you feel like the chill, (laughs) I tried, I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Just the entire experience. Like it just means so much more and you get Mm -hmm. so much more engaged in it. And I think it's the, because those packages, like you're, you're experiencing the entire package of what it is. And something I was telling you, and I don't know if this will really fit or resonate or actually work, but like for me going to like a, a brewery mm-hmm. and, and getting to know their whole story and their process and how much love and care, like there's a brewery called Boulevard in Kansas City. And that was something a lot of Benedictine people went to. And it just made me like fall in love with the brand, with the company, with everything they did. And so I'm much more likely to buy that beer if I see it out uh, in a store because I experienced the whole process of it. I was there and I got engaged in that whole kind of thing. And I think it made me more willing to then enjoy that on my own. And I think if I can compare church to brewery, (laughs) I think that's what the church is kind of offering. It it has to do with, yes, these small little experiences of those flowers of a painting or something like that. But it is more of this like experiencing an event with, with people. In these events, it is that you are caught up in the story. You are seeing everything happen. You're seeing the whole process and you're engaged and there's other people. It's like going to like a comedy show. It's funnier when you're actually there in person than when yeah. you're watching it online. Because yeah. like everyone else is laughing with you. You can see it. When I go to church, and I think our church does a good job of actually like trying to make a sacred and beautiful liturgy that's edifying. And um, it helps you kind of find more meaning because like just being in there and hearing father's jokes are funnier when you're actually there. Yeah. When you actually can see his expressions on his face and you can kind of feel the presence of it it's nice when you actually begin to know the people that are sitting around you so you feel like you're actually worshiping in a community and i think the person who understands that christ is present the eucharist is going to find christ in the eucharist even if it's a maybe a mass that isn't is done as beautifully mm-hmm. but i think that we shouldn't settle and just say well the eucharist is going to be the eucharist no matter what no, like let's try to make our masses more engaging but I think it's just kind of a call for people to get back to the church and experience that. Yeah. If we really think that religion is a meaning in our life, are we actually trying to see if it's that meaning of our life? Are we actually giving it a chance and getting the full experience and getting engaged and calling the people around us in our community to get engaged? Yeah. Uh, it's that it's a moment of in our adoration chapel. I think, I think my biggest point that I want to get to is the Eucharist. Yeah. Ever heard of him? Um, there's a beautiful painting that we have above the Eucharist in our adoration chapel. And sometimes in prayer, I'll like, look at that and it'll move me so much this image of Christ. And then it's moving from that down two feet to the monstrance in front of me and how it's moving from something real to something more real and how much deeper that can touch me. Our prayers at home are so important. Our prayers on our own are so important. Our prayers with our family are so important. But I think in experiencing Christ in flesh in that person can bring so much more to us experiencing Christ in that community and that liturgy and the worship can bring so much more to us. Yeah. And people crave it. I mean, I think I don't want to really add anything to that because I think you've done a beautiful job of summing up, but I think there's a real desire on all of our hearts, but especially amongst the youth to experience something authentic, something real, something that they can, that they know, you know, it's been there for thousands, you know, for 2000 years, this liturgy has been here and the Eucharist has been at the center of it. And they want to be a part of something that's authentic, something that isn't fleeting or is just merely trying to entertain or, mm-hmm. or to, to feed into their desire for, you know, what's 
what's cool in the moment, right? It's, it's something that's been there and has been, always will be, the alpha mm-hmm. and the omega that is present there before you, that you, you can participate in a genuine way. And I think just why final records have come back and, you know, mm-hmm. artisanal coffees is because they want to participate Act, they want to give a part of themselves and participate in yeah, this do most, your part right in this most beautiful gift which is mm-hmm. the eucharist so and i think that brings like we need to do our part and the right. catechism talks about like the mass there needs to be proper evangelization beforehand before you can appreciate what the mm-hmm. mass is do your part and actually get to know christ so the mass means something more mm-hmm. but also like you'll never know what the, the power of the eucharist until you start receiving right. receiving worthily on a regular basis yeah start going to those daily masses and see how much that changes your actual day uh, but get there, get in front of Christ and experience him in a real way. And bring a friend. And bring a friend, maybe. That was beautiful. Any shout outs? Right. I don't know. You got any? Uh, I just want to shout out the uh, city of Peoria, the gem on the river, Illinois. Is that what they call it? Uh, I don't think so, but they should. Shout out to AP Theology. Shout out to um, my wife. She's got a new job. So congrats to her. Shout out to her for working so hard and uh, supporting our family. Well deserved. Yeah. All right. For the kingdom. For the kingdom.